When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we welcome you to this edition of Tuesday People, the podcast. I am Mitch Album, your host of this podcast, author of the book Tuesdays with Maury, upon which this podcast is inspired. Lessons that Maury taught me, well, it's over 25 years ago now, and still reverberating as what's really important in life, especially through the eyes of someone who was dying and was able to give me that final class. And we've taken a lot of those lessons that he learned when he was suffering from ALS and preparing to say goodbye to the world. And we've woven them into this podcast where we talk about things that we can do now in our lives that don't have to wait until the end of our lives to get that perspective. You know, we always are talking about how crystal clear things become when faced with tragedy or when faced with death. And people say that like, wow, now that I realize I don't have much time left, everything has become so clear. But to me, that's a sad sentence because... Why do you want to wait until the last weeks, months, days that you have on this earth to have everything come clear? Wouldn't it be better to have it right. clear to you now, right? Lisa Goitsch is alongside the producer of this podcast, my friend. Lisa, how are you? I'm good, Mitch. And how about yourself? Wearing a nice English D hat in honor of our I wear hot, that for you today. Our suddenly in honor hot of our... Detroit Tigers. I still have a See? broken 500, but that's okay. They're... That's okay. I'm always we had a fan. low expectations. There you go. I don't really care how they play. I, I, <laughs> I, I, they're well, in my heart. That's very charitable of you. And <laughs> speaking of charity, that's going to be uh, the upthrust of today's lesson. Charitable giving, charitable involvement takes many, many forms. And we live in a, a time where uh, there's a lot of high-profile stuff with charity. You're often hearing about how such-and-such such made a donation to charity that was incredible. Jeff Bezos, all right, here's a perfect example. Jeff Bezos, the man who founded Amazon and one of the, maybe the richest person on the planet. So he goes up in a spaceship of his own design and own money and investment and uh, takes a lap around the world up in the spaceship. Uh, apparently gets about as 20... As one does. Yeah, as one does if they have that kind of money. <laughs> gets about $28 million from someone, uh, a passenger, to go alongside, supposedly also given a charity. That's but when insane. He, yeah. But when he gets off the ride, so to speak, and he comes down, he's now going around the earth. The first thing he did, after thanking the people on it, was give out $200 million dollars. $100 million to Van Jones from CNN, and $100 million to Jose Andreas, the chef and the head of Global World Kitchen. And he gave them $100 million and just said, go take it and do good things with it. No strings attached. Yeah. Now, that is a form of charitable giving. It's not one that 
you or I are likely to do, but it's something that got a lot of media attention. So it got me thinking about how you give to other people. Maury and I talked about this quite a bit. And first of all, is the essence to say that giving to other people, helping other people, is critical in life. This, I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Having lived my life without money, having lived my life with money, having lived my life without being very involved with helping people, and having lived my life as I do now, quite involved with helping people and living half-time, it seems, now at the orphanage down in Haiti, where I just Mm -hmm. returned again last night. I can tell you that helping people is absolutely the essence of a satisfying life. A satisfying life. Not necessarily a rich one in terms of money, but a satisfying life where you feel good at the end of the day, where you feel content at the end of the day, where you sleep Mm. well. Maury knew this, not just when he was sick, but when he was well also, because that's how he led his life. We talked about it in one of our conversations. Do you think that that's because doing those things uh, is at the essence of life and that helping other people or being concerned in, in a small way makes you feel better, you know, make, or makes you feel more human. alive or human? Right. That's what I think our mission in life is all about. Sounds like Mother Teresa. <laughs> no, the mission in life is to be helpful to others, uh-huh. but also to get help from others uh-huh. when you need it, not just one way. So Maury always knew that helping other people and giving to other people was essential. He behaved that way when he was perfectly healthy. Now, Maury was Jewish by birth, and so I thought it was appropriate to share when I say birth, I mean, he was, his parents were both Jewish. He mm-hmm. was not so much a practicing Jewish person. He kind of believed in a bunch of different religions. I, I teased him and called him a religious mutt. He would take something from Christianity, something from mm-hmm. Judaism, something from Hinduism, something from Islam, whatever, whatever sort of fit his you know, plan about life and said, yeah, see, as, they, as the Muslims say, as the Hindus say, as the Jewish people say. I like and, that. Yeah. You can be a mutt, I guess. Um, I like a little a la carte with my spirituality. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of like filling up your Amazon cart. You'll take one of those and one of those. But in this particular case, for this particular podcast, there is something in the Jewish faith that I read about years ago that always stayed with me, and I thought it was really, really apropos to what we're talking about here today, about different ways of giving charity. So let's all agree that the worst way of giving charity is not to give it, right? To give nothing. To give nothing of yourself and to share nothing of yourself and to share nothing of your blessings. That's bad. We all accept that, right? Okay. Yes. And that is not a level to aspire to in any way, shape, or form. That's the bottom. So now from there, we're going to go through eight levels of charitable giving from, okay, you're going to give something, better than nothing, something, 
But then there are different ways to do it. As I said, when Jeff Bezos got off the airplane, or got off the spaceship, it was clear he was facing criticism. There were a lot of people who said, this is just a rich indulgence. And why should you be spending this kind of money when your employees don't have this, that, or the other thing? You saw some political people criticize him for that. So he decided to give out money at that moment for charity you could argue ostensibly to try to look a little bit more humane, a little bit more, yeah. you know, uh, don't get mad at me. Look at all the money I'm giving out. Okay, that's a way yeah. to give money, maybe not the highest way. So let's let's examine these eight levels of charity according to what, what in Maury's faith, the Jewish faith, that actually believed. Because it's very specific in this particular faith. Number eight, we're going to count these down like Casey Kasem. Okay. Eight to one. Number eight, when you give something, but you give it grudgingly. Please, sir, can we have some money for uh, homeless veterans? Uh, you people come around here all the time. You're always bothering uh, me. Yeah. All right, here, just take $3 and get out of my face. Yeah. Okay, that is a donation. You did give something, but you weren't exactly happy about it. You gave it grudgingly. Sometimes out of guilt. Out of guilt or, yeah, or somebody, yeah, somebody next to you is giving. I, I, I see this a lot. Like people walk down the street and there's a homeless person and one person, the others are like heading right past them and one person stops to give something. So they all, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know, you take something out of my yeah. pocket because that guy did it, so I have to do it. That's not really from your heart, but it is better than not doing anything, which we all agreed is the bottom level, right? That That's yes. the dirt. We don't want to be that's in the, the dirt. That's the worst. Okay, right. so that's number eight. Number seven, when someone gives less than he should, but does so with a good attitude. Hmm. So, hi, sir, uh, we're collecting for the elderly to build a new center here in our town. Oh, that sounds great. That's a wonderful thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. Great cause. Here's 50 cents for you. Okay, you could afford more than 50 cents. But you had the right attitude, but you didn't really didn't really dig deep, right. shall we say. Right. All right? So eight, when you give something, but you give it with an attitude and you really don't want to give it. Seven, when you give with the right attitude, but you don't give as much as you really know you could. Six, when you give directly to the poor, when you are asked, all right? So this is the homeless man. You're walking past him coming out of a concert. You just spent $300 on tickets, mm. French fries, and a drink, parking. And there's a homeless man right in your path, and he says, can you help me, please? Can you help me get something to eat? And you give him some money. Yes. That's level six. You were asked by the poor themselves, and you gave directly to them. In other words, you didn't write a check to a foundation or, or a big charity uh, and not even have to engage with somebody poor, which the earlier levels could be. Like you could give a donation to an organization. You could give a donation to yeah, a... Like if they call on your phone. Right, they call. Something. Right, they call, hi, we're from the yeah. Policeman's Benevolent Association, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll help you out. That's a wonderful thing. Here's 50 cents. That's level seven or 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys are bothering me all the time. You know, it's, don't call me again. I'll give you $5 and stop calling me. That's number eight, okay? Number six is when you're actually face-to-face with someone poor, they ask you for help and you give it to them. That's number six. Six is a good way, I think. Six is a good way, but there's a better way than six. Uh, and the okay. people who put this together, the wise minds many, 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 many centuries ago put this together, said, well, that was fine. You helped a poor person when that poor person asked you to help them. But can you guess, listening at home, what the number five level would be? A slight mm-hmm. derivative of that. When you give directly to the poor without being asked. So you're uh... walking out of that concert. You've got your ice cream or your drink or whatever, your tickets. You're going to pick up your car in the garage that costs 30 bucks. You see a homeless man who doesn't see you, and you go over and give something to him Mm. without Mm -hmm. being asked. That's better than having to be asked. That's why it ranks at number five. Right? That's a good one. So we are now halfway through. Let's return to Maury's take on the reason why giving is so important. And... He felt that if you gave, if you helped, if you had an open heart, you could actually affect the world. I asked him to elaborate on that, and he gave kind of a reverse example. Listen to this kind of interesting way of thinking. When you say that when you do something to one person, uh, it actually affects everybody in the whole can you give me an example of that I can give you big examples they also it's on a small level the uh, people who made the atomic bomb small group of people discovered how to do it they blew that bomb up and they produced something in the world that wasn't there before. And now it's affected almost the whole world. But you also can do positive things that affect lots of people. So I teach at Brandeis for 35 years. I have X number of students, each of whom is touched. But what I have to say, they spread it to there friends, or they become teachers, and on and on that way. So there is an interrelatedness between all human beings in subtle and gross ways. I'm quite convinced that what you do has what I would call reverberating effects all over the place. But you just never know how, when, in what ways, so on. So what Maury is saying there is not only is the essence of humanity to help one another, but the effect on humanity comes from helping one another, comes from doing things. Now, we can affect it negatively, like he said with the atomic yeah. bomb. You know, one person, uh, you know, if there was somebody, if this the Wuhan lab theory turned out to be true, I have no idea if it does, by the way. I'm not taking an opinion on it. But let's say there was... 
you know, one person, two people there who were just careless about what they were yeah. doing, look at how that would have affected the whole world. Or if it was yeah. a lab in America or wherever it was. You know, you can see how one person, the effects of one person can affect the whole world. And it can also be done positively that way. One positive thing can affect the world. All right, let's go back to our list. We were at number five. When you give directly to the poor without being asked, okay? That was where we left off. Now, the fourth best is when you give and the person you're giving it to knows it's coming from you, but you don't know the specific identity of the recipient. Hmm. Okay? Think Mm -hmm. about that. So let's say you make an announcement. Okay, I'm going to give $10,000 to this soup kitchen. I'm going to give $10,000 to this soup kitchen because I think it needs help and I am this and I'm... Okay, the person who goes to the soup kitchen now, they know that it's you. Mm-hmm. And the people behind this in the Jewish faith, they, they felt that that could embarrass them. Mm. Because remember, these, these guidelines were written when people didn't live in massive cities. They lived in small villages. And so if you yeah. make an announcement, I'm putting, I'm putting, you know... A hundred drachmas into the church fund, all right? Well, then the other person in your church who needs to go and get the money might feel embarrassed. Like, I need to go to the church and get some money and get some help, and I know that Joe is the person who gave the money, and maybe they'll feel a little embarrassed when they see you again because in their minds and their hearts, they know that they had to take some of what you had in order for them to survive. You might not know it, but they know it. That's considered level number four. Level number three, as you might guess now, is when you know who the person is who is getting the money, but they don't know that you gave it. Ah. So you go to a soup kitchen, you say, um, gosh, this is, this is terrible. The poor people here... I would like to make a contribution. I'll say, great, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, put it out there that you're going to make a $10,000. No, you know what? Don't tell anybody that I'm the one doing it because then they'll know and maybe they'll feel, you know, just, just here's the money and just help these people right here. Now, that's a better and a higher form, two from the highest, actually, because you're choosing not to uh, glorify yourself, not to tell people I gave it, but more to make sure that the people who need it get it. Now, this is what Jeff Bezos did not do, okay, when he got off the plane. He made sure that everybody wrote the story about him giving the money. This is what a lot of times we see celebrities and athletes and others do. I'm I'm pledging $100,000 to give. Well, that's great. $100,000 is great. $100 million is great. There's nothing nothing bad about it. It's in there. It's in a high level. But – you are making sure that everybody knows that you gave it. Yeah. You're making sure that everybody knows that you're the person who did it, including the people who are going to benefit from it. So when he said, I'm going to give Jose Andreas $100 million 
to help feed the poor in the world. Jose Andreas is now, wow, indebted to him in a big, big way. But if he had just somehow put that $100 million into the Global World Kitchen to feed people, but nobody knew where it came from. We see this sometimes, anonymous donations, right? That's a better way. Because now the people don't have to feel guilty or or self-conscious about the person who gave it. And you gave it from your heart not to get a headline. This reminds me of a, um, I know you're a Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Uh But this reminds me of an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry David had the naming of the buildings. Anonymous donor stuff, yeah. Yeah. And then his name was on the building and he was like insistent that like, I believe his take was, would have been like, uh, four. That would have been a four. It came from yes. him, and he he wanted his name on the building. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then it caused uh, some schism with yeah. everybody. And I think him. I don't know if it's the same episode, but there was there was one. If it wasn't that one, there was no where somebody gave anonymously, and they were really celebrated because they gave anonymously. And then he felt self-conscious because he had given them and he knew it. So then he wanted to give anonymously, but then he wasn't happy (laughs) with the fact that they didn't know that it was him. So like they spread the rumor quietly that it was him, but, but, and he was going, but that's not anonymous. If you, if you're spreading, because somebody else did that. If everybody knows that it was you, then it's not anonymous. You're getting credit for being (laughs) anonymous, but you're also getting credit for what you did and they know it's you. And this, yeah, this is definitely tied up in that exact form of thing. That's right. Absolutely. So yeah. um, so when you know who's getting the money, but they don't know it's coming from you, that's level mm-hmm. three. Level two, giving in a way that you don't know who the recipient is and they don't know who gave it to them. In other words, yeah, in other words, I don't want anybody, I don't want any attention drawn to myself. And I don't need to see the person who is getting this uh, because I want to just give from my heart. And I know this cause is important. This cause is important. What you do is important. This What this organization does is important. And I don't need to see with my own eyes, you know, I want to see who's getting my money. I want to see who's yeah. receiving it. Show me, show me those poor kids. Show me. You re- you believe and you say it's it, it's reason enough for me to trust that this is going to the right place. And this way I don't have to feel, I don't have to aggrandize myself by saying, yes, I, I took care of those people. Because even in your own mind, you kind of know. And it's better to say, no, I don't need to know. I don't need to congratulate myself for giving yeah. I just want to give. So number two is where the giver and the recipient do not know one another. And this is no Got attention it. drawn to you, no headlines. This is not the athlete who holds up the big check in front of the hospital, uh, you know, and says, uh, uh, yes, I gave this to, to help this hospital here. And then, you know, he looks at his watch and says, all right, I got to go. I, you know, gets in his Maserati and drives away. Right. Again, the hospital's happy to receive the funds. He didn't have to do it. But... Was it for publicity, a tax write-off, any other other kinds of motivations, as opposed to just saying, no, I'm going to give this without it getting any attention and without even knowing you know, who it's going to. I just think I want to help people. That's that blind, yeah. I want to help people. And the last form, 
the highest form of charity is to, and this is interesting, to help sustain a person before they become impoverished. Oh. By offering a substantial gift in a dignified manner, not like, look, I know you're going to hit the skids, so I'm going to give you some money here now before you do. That's not a dignified matter. Or by extending a suitable loan. Like, listen, I want to help you get better in your, in your life. I've been blessed with money. Let me help you. Yeah. Give you a loan for 1% so that you can get your business started and you can start to earn yourself and you'll pay me back when you want to. That's a suitable loan. Or, it says, by helping them find employment or establishing themselves in business as to make it unnecessary for them to become dependent on others. So when you can create a charity that provides jobs within the charity, now you've really done something. We're working on something like that here in Detroit now. I don't want to say what the product is, but we're about to create something with a big warehouse and we are going to hire people who would otherwise benefit from this Mm. production, we're going Mm -hmm. to hire them as the workers. So we're going to give them jobs and dignity, and they're going to help make these things that are going to help other people who are poor. And on this list, anyhow, that actually dings the bell and gets you to number one. That is number one. That's not the reason Yeah, you also kind of do number one already with the orphanage, I think with the college scholarships, mm-hmm. right? So you're you're giving them right. something f- for future. So that, that's right. So that they won't become impoverished because they're in the second yes. poorest country in the world. Right. You are number one, Mitch. You are number one. Well, I know you I don't want to hear that because then that doesn't make you number <laughs> not, one. No, and that's but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's not the reason that it's done, and 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 that's not the reason we do it. And I didn't even realize no, that I'm, until I read this. But, yeah, but it makes sense. It makes sense because if you can give something that will help keep somebody out of poverty, yes, you're helping to diminish the problem mm-hmm. at the same time, right? Which is great. Yeah, you're helping to diminish the problem. Uh, and so those are the eight different levels of charity, uh, as by Maury's faith in the Jewish faith written. And it's, uh, it's very, I, th- I thought, very interesting. I, I'm sure that other, there are other faiths that have different takes on this or whatever, but I just thought, wow, a, a list of eight, that would be fun to run through and see where you are like on that it. list and see if maybe you can slot up one. You know? yeah. <laughs> move Next year you say, I'm going to move up, I'm going to move up to number five. I'm going to give directly to the poor without being asked. Next time when I'm out on the street, I'm not going to say, oh, whenever somebody asks me for money, I give it to them. You're going to say, I'm going to give them money before they ask it from me. Now you move up to number five. Yeah. And then next year yeah. you move up to number four and three and two and one. Yeah. Make I'm a sense? six. I'm a six and a four. You're a six um, and five. You've been taking notes. I'm a six. I'm a six and a four. You're I'm going to work on it. Well, then that means you're yeah. a 10. Which is Ah, good. see, yeah, that's no. right. Or a, a number <laughs> one or six minus four. So you're two. Uh, but I think this is a good way to keep in mind. You know, we do have a lot of people who do some amazing things. But also, if someone has $100 billion and yeah. they give $10 million to something, 
you do the math, it's sort of the equivalent of someone making $40,000 and giving four. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, you have to give till it hurts a little bit. And, um, and doing it just to get attention, so making sure that the whole world knows about it, isn't the best way to do it either. It's good. It's better than the dirt that we talked about, the lower level, you know, where you don't give anything at all. But think of we can improve, how ways we can improve ourselves in terms of how we, even how we are being kind. Even when you're being kind, there's a kinder way to be kind. And yeah. that's what this is about. So see where you're on that list and mark them down. Lisa made a whole list and maybe we'll post the, the list uh, on her in her handwriting. Yeah, I was writing as you were talking. So <laughs> see where see where she uh, she's got like a mathematics table, you know, a four Maybe crossed out, little... a three crossed out, a two crossed out. I'll make it fancy. I'm okay. going to make it fancy, and we'll post it. All right. So there's our lesson for today. And uh, in Maury's spirit, we thank you for joining us and appreciate, as always, you're listening to this podcast. You can tell people. If they read, read the book Tuesdays with Maury and they want to hear more about this, we do this every week. You can go to wetuesdaypeople.com on the web to find out about it and hear some older shows, previous conversations, get involved with conversations with our beloved listeners as well. Until we speak again, on behalf of Lisa Goitsch, who produces this program, I am your host, Mitch Album, saying see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Tuesday People. To be part of our conversation, join the Tuesday People community at wetuesdaypeople.com. Subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. We look forward to having you with us every Tuesday because, after all, we're Tuesday People. <laughs>